Next on BYU Sports Nation, game week, rivalry week, Utah week. It's all here, and we kick it off with a bang. Maddich Mondays are back. ESPN's Trevor Maddich discusses how the Cougars upset the Utes Thursday. Plus, we go two-on-one with Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham. What does he think about the oft-discussed BYU-Utah talent gap? Hashtag competitive. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. What is up? BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, August 26th, college football season's greetings. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who literally cannot wait for Thursday, Jerem Jordan. I'm stoked, and uh, it felt like we kind of kicked that off formally Friday night when we were at the Big Blue Bash. It was fun to hang out with Blaine Fowler and uh, Kalani Satake and nine different players. Great uh, attended event at uh, Rio Tinto Stadium in Sandy, Utah. Had a great time Friday night. It was fun. We hit up Shake Shack after, so that was fun. Uh, yeah, we had a, we had a great time. Uh, Seeing fans, some had our show shirts. That's great, awesome. We love that. So uh, we had a great time up there. The highlight of the night for me was BYU football players answering, "Who's the most annoying teammate to play against in practice?" That's hilarious. Uh, the the best thing that came out of that was Lorenzo Fautea said, um, you, "You know what? Zach Wilson's kind of." Uh, Kalani Stake's baby, like, nobody touch him. <laughs> to which Kalani, who wasn't on the stage, on the side, he was signing autographs, stood up and just started clapping. Like, yeah, 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 he is. <laughs> yes, we're all annoyed by somebody. And in oh, practice, that's for sure. And in practice is no different. Here's today's show lineup. Again, the college football season is back. By the way. Oh, it was fun over the weekend to watch college oh, games. Oh, Miami. I watched that whole game. Florida, I watched the end of Arizona-Hawaii. Arizona-Hawaii. I was watching uh, Sanford and who'd they play? Colgate or whatever? No, Villanova. Yeah, it was great. By the way, Nick Rolovich. I know that BYU fans aren't too fond of him because of what he did to BYU in 2001. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. He's the head coach of Hawaii. Mm -hmm. All four of the analysts on ESPN's college game day picked Arizona handily. So he takes a screenshot of the four players, former players, coaches, Lee Corso, Desmond Howard, Reese Davis, Kirk Street, picking Arizona and sends out the tweet that just says, Mahalo. Uh, So did Arizona (laughs) State, by the way. Arizona State did as well. I love it so much. Hey, to kick off uh, our game week, we've got our annual season projections. We're going to put it on the official record, passing touchdowns, and the longest field goal BYU will make, among other things. Maddich Mondays are also back with ESPN College Football Insider Trevor Maddich. The key player, he thinks, will ultimately sway things or could sway things in BYU's favor, and it's not Zach Wilson. What is this about? We introduce you to a new age of BYU Sports Nation, the listener line. Yep, we're taking phone calls, plus our two-on-one with Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham. Good grief, that is a show. And if that's not enough, feast yourselves on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Yes, college football returns to Lavelle Edwards Stadium this Thursday. BYU hosting Utah in Game 1 for the first time ever. BYU head coach Kalani Satake, all about utilizing the past to get better. Well, it was a cool learning learning experience, even though it was really heart-wrenching. And um, I think I learned a lot from it. I think our players have, too. And, and uh, I'm looking forward to see how much we've learned from that point to now and 
see if we can build on it and find a way to have more success and be a lot more productive. You can turn the heartbreak into happiness on Thursday. Watch Countdown to kick off 80s from 5 Pacific this Thursday for anything and everything you could possibly need to get game ready. You can listen on the radio as well, either one. In the final week of the NFL preseason, Taysom Hill went 8 of 13 for 127 yards, rushed twice for 15 yards, and a 28-13 Saints win over the Jets. Now, it wasn't just that Taysom Hill was in the game. Uh, Corbin Kafusi plays for the Saints. Harvey Longy had four tackles, two solos. Bronson Kafusi added a solo tackle. And the four of them, two on each team, took a picture after the game. Fantastic. That's one of my favorite photos ever of former BYU football players. That's great. Like, that I, was I love it. really cool to see. And all of them have beards. <laughs> it, someone tweeted, uh, is, it, is there an anti-Samson thing going on? Like, they're better with the beards later? Like, should BYU allow beards so that we're better at football? <laughs> to be discussed. To be discussed. Yeah, comes B- like, no! BYU basketball finishes their undefeated tour of Italy with an 81-55 victory on Friday night. Colby Lee led the Cougars with 16 points and 10 rebounds, a double-double. The Cougars return home from their eight-day trip they had four games in five days, but unfortunately, they had an injury along the way to Zach Selyus. Get better, Zach. And BYU women's soccer is 2-0 after a 2-1 win at Mississippi State Saturday night uh, after beating Alabama Thursday night. Elise Flake and Michaela Coulihan scored in the 21st and uh, 85th minutes. Cougars host Southern Utah Friday night in the home opener. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Game week, hit it. Countdown to the youths. Three days away. Three. Well, well, well. We've uh, we've arrived to the week. Trace Diaz. I, I sat there in, in church and I thought, oh, it's game week. We, we're here. We got here. And then the anxiety of all the details <laughs> left for me to figure out to settle in. I'm like, I'm supposed to be it's enjoying game week. process. It's game week. It's exciting. Jerem, BYU and Utah will play each other for the first time ever in the first game of a college football season. We were excited about the nine-month buildup. I wasn't. Oh, you said last season you were. After, like it's, no, it I was excited a, about the buildup. It not would ex- be a fun offseason. Yeah, we're going to have the BYU-Utah baby on Thursday. <laughs> it took a while. Right? Which one factor gives you the most confidence that BYU just May beat Utah on Thursday. Zacharias F. Wilson. Listen, against Utah, we saw that this guy could win the game for BYU. It takes a team, no doubt. But Zach Wilson, I think, will be the truth. Hopefully early and often, right? I think his career will look back and be like, that guy was really good. Against Utah, don't forget, 20 of 29, 204 yards, 7.0 yards per attempt, two touchdowns, the pick six, of course. Also ran for 73 yards, 5.2 a carry, had the 31-yard rush. He controlled the game! Once the ball was taken out of his hands a bit, it changed. Things changed. BYU had some injuries, and they blew it, right? They were up 20. He very much did not control the game. They were up At 20 with 16 minutes to go. BYU still had a chance, right? He still had possessions. It didn't get it done. Repaired his shoulder right in the offseason. Against Western Michigan, we all know, 18 of 18, 317, four touchdowns, no interceptions, 321 efficiency. I think that gave us an idea of where BYU could be. And to Jeff Grimes' credit and Aaron Roderick and that entire uh, offensive staff, they looked in the offseason and said, 
look what we did. 42 points in the second half against Western Michigan. Uh, 27 points against the vaunted Utah defense in three quarters, right? BYU gets one score, one more score in the fourth. They're into the 30s against Utah. That's, that's fantastic. That defense is always really good. To me, it's Zach Wilson. He's watched the BYU-Utah game over 100 times, and I feel like he can be a major difference maker for BYU. I, I think Tyler Huntley's a really good quarterback, and on paper, Huntley is the better quarterback, but I think Zach Wilson will be the better quarterback on Thursday. As much as I love Zach Wilson, I can't get over the factor of this being historic timing. The fact that BYU plays Utah in game number one this season is a huge benefit to the Cougars. Because Utah doesn't quite know exactly what they have in terms of an offense with Andy Ludwig coming back until they get into the heat of battle. There will be a figuring out period, and BYU potentially can take advantage of that in front of their home fans in game number one. So I love the timing of this game. If BYU were playing Utah in game six or game eight or even game three, I would give that much more of an advantage to Utah. But it's game number one, and typically season openers are really weird and can be super unpredictable. College football is already unpredictable because we're talking about amateur athletes and a lot of player turnover and, in some instances, coaching turnover. It's just so hard to predict. But the fact that Utah, as well, has never dealt with this type of off-season hype before Number 14, highest preseason ranking they've ever had. They're picked to win the Pac-12. Lee Corso just picked Utah to play in the national championship game after beating Clemson in the college football playoff. I don't take what Lee Corso says to heart very much anymore. You don't think that some Utah fans aren't like, yeah! Well, he picked picked Wisconsin to win the national title last year. BYU beat that team. (laughs) I love it. He's not the only national pundit picking Utah to make a potential run at the college football playoff, thinking they could be undefeated. They don't have to play a couple of Pac-12 powerhouses in their schedule this year. Yeah, they don't have to be undefeated to make the playoff. The Utah hype is at an all-time high going into this first-ever season opener against BYU. And then there's this. The Cougars are typically pretty good in season openers and in home openers. And that takes us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Listen to this. BYU has won 11 of its last 12 season opening games, including eight victories against Power 5 teams. Awesome. That's awesome. Only only one of those teams was as good as this Utah team, probably, in terms of... Go, it was probably Oklahoma 9, right? Yeah. 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 But BYU has brought it right out of the gate, which is awesome. BYU has had a history of beating ranked teams in their home opener. Texas, Texas A&M, Oklahoma was a neutral site, but yeah, that was a huge victory. I love the timing of this game. I think it is a significant advantage for BYU because of the already unpredictability or unpredictable nature of college football plus game number one. It I just, don't like the 820 kick, but yeah. Hey. <laughs> I don't like that timing. If that's what it takes to play in game one, fine. It's a, yeah. Everyone just don't plan on going to school or work Friday, right? Exactly. Topic two. We're in game week, so let's do our 2019 regular season projections. We're going to outline everything from wins to leading tackler, receiver, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Wins and losses. The regular season record. What's it going to be? Seven and five. I've been saying it for a while now. I'm 
That's and to me that is a step in the right direction for BYU football. Seven and five, the Cougars until they can prove to me that they can win consistently in the Eastern Time Zone against teams that are projected to finish with winning records. I'm going to go a little bit conservative. Some people think seven is is too optimistic. There's no way this team doesn't win at least six. I think they're going to win one more than that. Seven and five in the regular season with a chance at eight wins getting to a bowl game. What do you think? Eight and four in the regular season. I'm feeling really good about the offense. I think the BYU is going to be able to win some games with Zach Wilson uh, slinging it, using Jaron Hall in an effective way. Uh, This group, these group of running backs, I think Tyson Williams with that offensive line and Lopini Katoa. I think BYU gets to eight. In the regular season, I'm I'm drinking the the blue Kool Aid, man. Okay. Yeah, what changed? What, is it Zach Wilson? It's a defense mechanism for hope. <laughs> no, I, no, I think fall camp. I felt like okay, this offense is going to be much better, and that will put BYU in a position where they're not going to lose the Northern Illinois game, if you will. Right? Zach Wilson's not a true freshman making his second or third start now. He's going to be making his eighth plus. Uh, this does imply that BYU gets uh, at least one, if not two, in the first four. And I'm feeling good that BYU will do that. Okay, number two from our regular season projections. Zach Wilson, touchdown passes. 28. I think he'll throw 28 touchdown passes this year. I'm hoping he gets into the 30s as a junior and senior. But I think 28 is a number that's fair, given that he threw 12 in, in seven starts. Uh, they... They, I think they're going to throw it a, a more with his arm. Uh, I think BYU will still – I just think BYU will have more volume of, of plays, obviously more yards and points, and therefore touchdowns. I just think 28 is a nice number. I think you'll have single-digit picks as well, by the way. I'm going with 25 touchdown passes. Not because Zach Wilson can't throw for as many as 30 or even 32. It'll all depend on how explosive the BYU offense is. But I think that the running backs are going to do some damage, and I think – also, Zach Wilson's going to do some damage with his legs, Jerem. Like, he can score touchdowns with his legs as well. That might take away from his touchdown pass total. I say 24 touchdown passes, an average. 24 of, or 5? Sorry, 25. Okay. An average of essentially. Because that's going to matter later. An average of essentially <laughs> two touchdown passes per regular season game. Gotcha. Uh, leading rusher with yards. Oh, man. Total yards is going to be Lopini Katoa, but strictly rushing yards, Tyson Williams. 767 yards. Tyson Williams, he might have been the, if Zach Wilson's not the fall camp MVP, which I think he is. Tyson yeah, we never Will- declared that. Tyson we? Williams is number two. Okay, he's, he's the guy, every time I talk to somebody that's been watching him at length in practice, like, whoa, have you seen Tyson Williams run the ball? He's a different beast. He's a different type of athlete. I'm, I'm buying it. I'm buying Tyson Williams as the leading rusher, 767 yards. Tyson Williams, 866. Woo! I think he has a tremendous year. If he stays healthy, I think he's, he's got a shot at 1,000. <laughs> it depends how much they want to share the load with Lopini Katoa. And remember, Lopini Katoa is going to be the man next year and the next year, right? So if he's the number 1B this year to a senior from the SEC, I think that's perfectly fine. And you probably need two, given who BYU's playing in the first four. Hopefully everyone's good. Okay, now to BYU's leading receiver with the yard category in mind. Who's going to lead the receivers in yards receiving? All pass catchers. Matt Bushman, 704 yards. I think he leads the team all four years that he plays here. Assuming he's healthy. 
We assume health. Uh, I think he gets up to 700. And with that, he'll be a Bush, uh, he'll be a Mackey, at least semifinalist. He's going to make some serious waves because he's going to put up the numbers that matter. And I think Matt Bushman will be a key player in BYU's success, or lack thereof, in the first four. If Bushman's involved, I think BYU's going to win some games. BYU's tight end depth largely is Matt Bushman, and then we wait until Moroni Lau Laputatau gets healthy and back in game shape, and then we well, don't know well, after that. Well, physically, he's ready to go. He's just getting back to practice, apparently. That's what I was told. That so he's ready. Matt Bushman is going to catch a lot of footballs, and in the first half of the season, he's going to be They're going the to target primary him. target. Last year, he didn't get targeted He's much. going to be the primary target. I think Matt Bushman will average... 60 yards per contest over the 12 regular season games, 60 yards times 12 games, 720 receiving yards. So I'm right Uh with you. I'm right with you. I came at 720 because I think he's going to be at 60 per game on average. Who will lead BYU in tackles? It's going to be Zane Anderson, 87 tackles. He's my dude. I think he's the most dynamic defender and will have the opportunity to make the most tackles from his flash position. He's going to have to guard a lot of or I should say defend against, guard, sure. A lot of slot receivers, a lot of tight ends, a lot of passes are going to go his direction. He's going to be able to make a lot of tackles. 87 tackles for Zane Anderson. If he's defending them, hopefully they don't catch the ball. Then it's not a tackle. Isaiah Kafusi, 82. I wish I knew who the middle linebacker was because I would pick them. They should have the most tackles, but we don't know who that guy is yet. Okay, now to quarterback sacks. And I really struggled with this one because I don't know that... BYU has a guy that's like Sione Takitaki or well, Takitaki wasn't very good at Corbin Kafusi. Like, I just I think it's going to be evenly spread. So I don't know. What do you think? Lorenzo Falate a four and a half. Ooh, you're going to Zoe. But four and a half is not a great number. I think I think defensively this team's going to have to prove a little more than they have the last three years. Those are two big losses in Corbin Kafusi and Sione Takitaki. I'm going with the big man up front, Kairos Tonga, and it's hard to do this as a nose tackle yeah. to lead the team. In sacks, but I think Kyrus is playing at another level. I have him with six sacks that's this season. I know. He's gone if that's the case. I know. Yeah. I know. So maybe I shouldn't hope that yeah, he has yeah, make six it, sacks. Make it two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Who will lead BYU in interceptions and how many? Diane Gawoloku from his quarterback position. He's going to be put in a position to make more plays. I thought Austin Lee might be the guy, so I kind of toyed with that idea as a safety. But I think Diane Gawoloku, it's not going to be a high number, though. I'm going with three. Gawoloku, four. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah Diane Gawoloku with three interceptions, I think, leads the way. Austin Lee has a shot, too, to pick up three interceptions. I, I don't think it's going to be a ton, uh, but Diane's he just got a nose for the ball. We've seen it. He's, He's got a face and a whole body. To, yeah, for the yes, ball. yes, he does. All right, Jerem, who will have the most rushing and or receiving touchdowns, and how many? Tyson Williams, nine. So this was Lopini Katoa last year. He had nine mm-hmm, as well, eight mm-hmm. rushing, one receiving. Uh, Tyson Williams, I think, will have a big impact. Nine touchdowns. No question he'll have an impact, but I think Lopini Katoa is going to have the most total yards as a running back between receiving and rushing, and I think it will have the most total touchdowns receiving and rushing. Lopini Katoa with 11 touchdowns total this season. And last but not least, what will be the longest field goal made this year for BYU? Hello, Jake Oldroyd from 52 yards away, mm. Jerem. It's I go gonna 51. Be, it's going to be 51. Jake, and it's going to be a 52-yarder. They're going to try. I Hopefully mean, not at the end of a half. Like That's what he got hurt his freshman year. BYU will be on the 34, 35-yard <laughs> line a couple of times, and usually 
like on a fourth and seven, they'd be like, hey, let's go for it. But now they're like, oh, we've got a kicker. Let's uh, just try and get some points out of this from well, 52 yards I away. I really hope this is the case. We've been saying this a bunch. We've said it over the last like decade or whatever. Let's actually see it. I'm tired of talking about it. Let's see it. 50 right? plus. 50 plus, please. Coming up, Kyle Whittingham joins the program. What does he think about Zach Wilson? But next, Maddich Mondays are back. ESPN's Trevor Maddich on which BYU player he thinks will have the greatest impact in BYU swaying things in their favor. Is there any chance it's not the quarterback? Yes. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The season debut of Coordinator's Corner is on BYU TV right after us today and each Monday of game weeks throughout the season. Today you'll hear from all three coordinators as the Cougars host Utah on Thursday. It airs weekly, 1 Eastern, 10 Pacific on Mondays. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. It is game week, and it is a Monday. That said, we welcome in ESPN College Football Insider, expert friend of the program, BYU National Champion. He has many more positive things. His name is Trevor Maddich for a Maddich Monday on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Trevor, welcome back to college football. I can't wait for this season to get going. Man, uh, if uh, that weren't enough, congratulations to you and your fiance Dana, on the announcement of your engagement coming up here pretty soon. What an off-season for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was kind of a big deal. And actually, Dana got baptized um, in July. And I proposed to her on Temple Square in Salt Lake City. On a road trip, we took out to the University of Oregon to uh, tape a feature for Sports Center, and uh, and I thought she, being a new member of the LDS Church, there's not a more Mormon thing you can do than to propose <laughs> on Temple Square. So it uh, it turned out to be a really momentous summer for both of us. Oh, fantastic! Who had a better off season, you or what we hope is Zach Wilson? Uh, I think Zach Wilson probably had the better <laughs> offseason because his shoulder's probably more healthy than mine. And that's what, that's what we hope for. I mean, BYU fans will be watching that. He'll be going up against a Utah defense that knows full well his health history. And apparently they're saying that his shoulder is good to go. So it's incumbent upon him to not be brave. Do not be brave. If there are defenders nearby, duck and cover. Yes, Trevor, let's continue on with the matter at hand of BYU football. And per tradition, we need to ask you early on in this conversation, what's it like to lose to a rival? I don't know. (laughs) You'll have to ask somebody else. We were 8-0 against Utah and Utah State. Now, having said that, Utah could say the same thing. They've won eight in a row against BYU. But I tell you, it still matters. It still matters. Our teams did not lose to our rivals not one time in the four years that I played. And it is, and now I'm, you know, over 30 years old. And it still <laughs> matters. And, so, and it still hurts. I mean, I, I respect Utah. Good for them. Bless their hearts. They've won eight in a row. K. And, and it hurts for them. It just hurts from a, on a level of being a, a BYU guy myself. But at the same time, even though I respect them, uh, it still is just delicious to think back on our success. And it's delicious to think about what BYU could do against perhaps the greatest preseason team Utah has ever fielded. Is that a thing? I don't know. This is the highest-ranked AP uh, team they've ever had in the poll. 
uh, preseason pick by the media to win the Pac-12. And now they match up with BYU. Trevor, I feel like if BYU wins this game, this could be really, really enjoyable for Cougar Nation. How do you feel about it? Well, it would be enjoyable for Cougar Nation, not just for the win, not just for the win over the rival, but for you know the the win over the rival at a moment when there are, are national pundits that are actually picking Utah to be a national title contender. And if BYU can can swipe that away in, in week one, that would be another thing that would be delicious. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. This is a very good Utah team. They deserve to be ranked this high. I mean, this probably the best team that Kyle Whittingham has had. So there's a lot of football to be played <laughs> over the course of this game before we can uh, start to wave that flag. But to speculate on it, it's, it's kind of interesting. ESPN's Trevor Maddox with us on BYU Sports Nation. Our Twitter question today is, which one factor gives you the most confidence that BYU just might beat Utah on Thursday night? Well, I'll give you two words. Matt Bushman. Ooh. Yeah. BYU actually is uh, uh, an interesting matchup for Utah, just as you look at you know athlete for athlete, certainly in the starting 22 on both sides. But where BYU really has an advantage is at that tight end position. Utah has to replace their pair of inside linebackers, maybe the best pair that they've had there, certainly in recent memory. And the guys they're replacing them with are really, really good. But they're playing in their first game together. And a tight end like Matt Bushman can work the middle and do some things and create an outlet to move the chains, create an outlet so that Wilson can get the ball out quickly and avoid that pass rush because Utah's pass rush will be good. And so I think he is the guy through which the offense must run for BYU to really have an advantage. Is last year's game a blueprint of what BYU could do, or do you throw that out to a degree because quarterback Tyler Huntley and running back Zach Moss didn't play in that game? You know, yeah, you can say that it's a different year, but it kind of isn't uh, from this standpoint. You're right. Utah has an advantage. They're better. They're better this year, even without Huntley and Moss. But now that those two are back, they're a lot better. But BYU is better as well. And I think when you look at last year, BYU, even though they lost that game, played with Utah. They slugged it out with them toe-to-toe. They feel like they belonged on the field with the best Utah had to offer. And that game could have gone either way. And that's an important thing mentally because with all the hype that Utah's getting, BYU knows that, hey, we're at home this year. They've got to come to our place. And last year they weren't better than us except for they were able to make the plays at the end to pull it out. And that, that's the only thing that matters in the end. But the trajectory also matters. And when you look at last year's game, BYU didn't run the ball for very many yards per carry, but they pounded it out for 47 reps. So they were able to control the clock, they were able to control the tempo, and they only threw it 29. So really, this was a running, a running attack by BYU last year. Well, this year, BYU, I think, has the ability to do the same thing, but have a little more success. And Zach Wilson will be a lot better, too. So I think you can look back on last year for a bit of a blueprint as to what BYU needs to do from an X's and O's standpoint and from a mental standpoint where BYU believes they stand relative to Utah. Trevor, the timing of this game is historic. BYU and Utah have never opened the season against each other, and we've talked about the preseason hype for Utah being ranked number 14 and the Pac-12 favorites. Then your buddy at ESPN, Lee Corso, goes on game day and says after Utah beats Clemson, they will play Alabama for the national championship. At that point, I was like, whoa, this is uh, perhaps getting a little bit out of hand. How does Utah handle the pressure 
when they have thrived on being the disrespected team for years and being underhyped. Now it's the exact opposite. So how do you think they handle that? Well, first of all, I don't think Lee Corso is completely in a different universe on that. I think Utah, if things fall their way and they stay healthy, has a chance to get to that playoff, and then anything can happen. I mean, they have one of the best defensive lines in the nation. I think certainly the deepest defensive line of the nation. They believe they've got about six guys on that D-line that will eventually be in the NFL. They have a deep group of receivers. They're good at tight end as well. Their offensive line is huge. Uh, they're very athletic on the back end on defense. I mean, this is a uh, this is a, a really good football team, and it's built to compete at the national level because of the size and the talent on both sides of the line of scrimmage. So I don't think it's crazy to think that Utah could get there if things break their way. Now, how they handle the pressure is a different question. And because they're so used to being the underdog who nobody talks about, Kyle Whittingham as a coach is, you know, I don't think he cares, but I think his players might. He's one of the best coaches in the nation and doesn't get talked about a lot. And I think that they still will carry their their underdog chip on their shoulder no matter how good people talk about them, no matter how much hype they get on the national level because it's just a habit. And now the former Ute uh, fan, Zach Wilson, son of a Ute, is the Cougar quarterback. And uh, Cougar Nation's really... What did you call him? He's a son of a Ute. That's a real Uh, thing. His dad played at Utah. I'm going to think about that for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Can we say that on this channel? Zach Wilson started seven games, went four and three, played one power five. It was Utah. BYU was up 20 with 16 minutes ago. We know the story. Perfect in the bowl game. Uh, Rehabbed re, uh, and, and shoulder surgery uh, in the offseason. Cougar fans feel good about Zach Wilson. And Trevor, BYU's generally been as good as BYU's quarterback. There are exceptions, but not too many. Do you feel like Zach Wilson could push BYU over the edge to be way better than they were the last two years? I do. I do. And this is not to point a finger at any individuals, but the quarterback position over the last few years has not been a consistent plus for this team. So often you'd see the quarterback drop back, look around until he sees somebody with a Y in his helmet, and then throw over there. Well, that's too late. That's not the way to run it. And you've got to have a quarterback who understands where the ball needs to go based on what the defense is doing. And Zach showed that he either has a a real knack for that last year or he's really lucky in getting the ball to the right spot. Either way, I think he's got a real chance to operate the offense the way it needs to be operated from a standpoint of the timing and the accuracy. And he hasn't had adversity yet. So for this game, I think BYU fans can hope that he still doesn't fully understand the pressure that's on him so that he goes out there and just wings it. Because when he did that last year, he was at his best. I think it's fair to anticipate that Zach Wilson could bring the quarterback position back to BYU. Trevor, let's finish with this. Does BYU have a better chance of beating Utah because this is the first game of the season compared to any other week in the college football season? For BYU, this is far and away the best chance because of the schedule that BYU will face. I mean, BYU has had to, had to play a lot of powerful Power 5 teams over the course of the last few years early in the season, and that tends to beat you down a little bit. And when you look at what else they've got, I mean, after this, they go to Tennessee, then they've got USC and Washington. I mean, I would hate to play Utah after all that. And the fact of it is playing that after they play Utah is also really tough. 
But Utah's the one that matters out of those more than any other. And so I would rather have a clean bill of health going into this Utah game because they, BYU will not play a more physical team this year than Utah. He's never lost to a rival. College football is back, and he's engaged. What an offseason for Trevor Maddich, and yet he is game-ready already. Trevor, great to talk to you again. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Looking forward to this year. Trevor Maddich on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Coming up, does Utah deserve all of the preseason hype? We ask Kyle Whittingham. But next, the voice of the nation. Really, a new addition to the BYU Sports Nation arsenal, and it's all about you. Just call in, baby! This is BYU Sports Nation. Breakdown Cougar football with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and your boy Brian Logan. Tomorrow and after further review, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on the BYU TV app with a rebroadcast on BYU TV Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 Pacific. It's game week. Let's roll along, shall we? And if you missed our headlines or our conversation with Trevor Maddich the first time around, download the podcast. Good news for those that did miss the headlines because we're going to do them again right now. Hit it. College football returns to Lavelle Edwards Stadium on Thursday night. BYU hosting Utah in game number one of a season for the first time ever. Watch Countdown to kickoff 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific this Thursday for anything and everything you could possibly need to get game ready. You can listen on BYU Radio at that same time. In the final week of the NFL preseason, Taysom Hill went 8 of 13 for 127 passing yards, rushed twice for 15 yards, and a 28-13 Saints win over the Jets. Harvey Lange had four tackles, two solo uh, for the Jets. Bronson Kafusi added one solo tackle as well. Corbin Kafusi with the Saints. They took a photo together after the game. Really cool experience for those guys. BYU basketball finishes their undefeated tour of Italy with an 81-55 win on Friday night. Oh! Colby Lee led the team with a double-double. Whoa. 16 points, 10 rebounds. Okay. The Cougs returning home now from their eight-day trip. And BYU women's soccer, 2-0 after a 2-1 win at Mississippi State prior to the uh, they had a win Thursday night against Alabama. Great road trip. Lee Flake and Michaela Coolahan scored both the goals. The Cougars host Southern Utah Friday night in the home opener. Take that, SEC. Six years into this daily program, we are bringing back an old-time staple of sports talk broadcasting. We love to hear from you, proud members of BYU Sports Nation. It has been primarily on social media, but now we literally want to hear you. And we will do so with the BYU Sports Nation listener line. Uh, the voice of the nation is now literal. You can actually, we can actually hear your voice, uh-huh. which is great. So you can call uh-huh. this number, 801-422. That's every number on campus. And then ours is 9876 or 801-42-BYUSN. 801-42-BYUSN. What we want from you is at any point, anytime, if you want to leave a 15 to 30 second message, if you go over 30, you can forget about it. 15 to 30 second message, we might play it on the show, okay? Win, lose, draw, whatever, let's, let's hear it from you. Send us questions or comments about BYU Sports, BYU Sports Nation, basically whatever you want related to athletics and BYU. 801-42-BYUSN. Okay, let's do this and go out to the BYU Sports Nation listener line for the first time in the history of this program. My name is Jason Ford from Eugene, Oregon. I'm a long-time listener and first-time caller. <laughs> My question for you, Chairman Spencer, if BYU was to beat Utah in this opening game, what implications would it have 
for the rest of the season. Okay, Jason Ford from Oregon. What implications will it have for the rest of the season? Jerem? Your answer first. Well, for the the rapture happens when uh, when BYU beats Utah, right? The streak is up. But for yeah, the tab- the choir at Temple Square is that the name of the group now? I'm yeah. In the rebrand, I got lost on that one. Definitely confident boost, uh, confidence boost for BYU. I think the Cougars and the fans, everyone feels good about going into Tennessee and winning. We've talked about how. We're nervous about the emotional letdown that could come from a win or a loss in the next week. But I think if BYU beats Utah, we're going to say all kinds of crazy things. Okay, is 10 wins possible? Could BYU go 3-1 and one in the first four? Oh, boy. Because Utah, you could argue, is the best team in the first four. I think Washington's going to be very good as well. TBD on USC. Tennessee's got uh, issues. We'll see how good they are. But I, I think we're going to be really excited. I, I think we're going to talk about, is BYU going to be ranked after next week? If they beat Tennessee, the answer is yes. Going 2-0 would have been incredible. First, it, we'll get to that, but just beating Utah would change the entire narrative and dynamic of everything that's happening. Kalani Sataki would be validated. He'd finally get a win over Utah, and he'd finally have a second win over a rival. I can't remember a time where a hypothetical situation would produce more relief collectively for a fan base and a team. I'm trying to remember the last time BYU felt this type of pressure, and it was probably the NCAA tournament in basketball when BYU had been a number of times but just couldn't win until 2010. Jimmer Fredette, Michael Lloyd Jr. lead BYU to a double overtime win against Florida, and they finally got that monkey off the back of not being able to win an NCAA tournament game. And to go all the way back to the early 90s. So that type of pressure will be lifted from the fan base and from the BYU football team. And then I think BYU is at worst going 2-2 two and two in the first four games. And if BYU beats Utah, then you're going to be right. In Anything your is possible! B- BYU's, we'll BYU's going to win eight games. Yeah. BYU's going to win eight, eight games. games. Yeah. Yes, at least. Correct. Coming up, BYU has a presence at college game day. And is this Utah defense the best defensive unit Kyle Whittingham has ever coached? That discussed and much more with the head coach of the Utes. Oh, yeah, and we went to the talent gap combo as well. This is BYU Sports Nation. When my grandfather started this company in 1947, he couldn't have envisioned what we would ultimately become. We realized that our value to our customers is that we will be there day after day, year after year, doing whatever we need to to find solutions to the challenges that they face. We are committed to be honestly better in all that we do, in every opportunity that we have to serve our customers. Are you looking for a better way to deliver results this year? Expanding your product line or building new locations? How about your online presence? Does it need a boost? Maybe you just want to put a little more distance between you and the competition. Tap into the powerful engine of BYU Athletics and let us put together a plan unique to your business. We can provide you with the tools designed to enhance your brand on a local, regional, or national level. We invite your team to join ours. For details, email sponsorship at byu.edu today.
fix to make things better. I fix because I want to. Because I can. Because somebody has to. Because it's my responsibility. I fix because when there's a problem for someone else, it's my problem. And I don't like having problems. So I fix them. because humanity is made of humans and sometimes people just need a boost to reach the highest branches of the tree and the fruits of their labors become the fruits of my labor that's why i'm a fixer i'm a fixer i'm a fixer byu sports nation is presented by the byu store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us tomorrow night for the season debut of BYU football with Kalani Satake, 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific on the BYU TV app. Coach Satake and Austin Lee will be in studio. Zach Wilson's mic'd up at practice. And Cougar players discuss the matchup with Utah. Reserve your seat on BYUcougars.com slash Satake Show. We had the opportunity recently to speak two-on-one with Utah head football coach and BYU alum Kyle Whittingham. Oh, yeah, that. rivalry week, and nobody understands what that means better than him. And what better time to discuss things like talent gap, what competitive actually means, and the biggest benefit of being in a Power 5 conference. Here's our two-on-one with Kyle Whittingham. Coach, when I say the college football season kicks off for the Utah Utes in one week from today, what's the first thing that goes through your mind? Well, first of all, I can't believe it's, you know, each season seems to come quicker than the last, and, and uh, they're just flying by, and I can't believe that that it's already here. It seems like, uh, you know, we're just in the bowl season and, and then spring ball, and now it's, uh, you know, it's time to kick off. Like you said, it's it's right here on us, and, and uh, but, you know, excited to get it going. I mean, our guys are, are excited. They've worked hard all, all off season and ready to uh, get things going. The program perhaps has been validated in a way as never before, the highest preseason ranking in the AP poll, and deservedly so, with nine wins and returning the quarterback and running back, of course, uh, that defense. Do you feel like you deserve to be the, a top 15 team in the country right now? Well, we'll find out. It's all, you know, obviously just speculation and, and people's opinion. But, uh, you know, the positive is, is you said it exactly right. We've got some talented players on our team, and it's good to see them get some recognition and some accolades. And I think our brand is, is uh, becoming stronger on the national scene. And, and so I think that's uh, and that ranking is indicative of that. But at the same time, we haven't played anybody yet. Uh, nobody knows for sure, you know, where you stand until you get uh, get playing the games. And so we, we've uh, hopefully done a good job of blocking out the noise and the hype and just going about our business and, and uh, getting ready to play. This is perhaps new territory in terms of being the team to beat in the Pac-12 or one of them, right? So how has this season been different in terms of how you handle this pressure and this hype with this group? Well, we started talking about it way back in May because we had a we had an idea that we were going to get some preseason hype, you know, coming off of the South champ, you know, the South Conference uh, champions and and or the South Division, I guess we call it. But but uh, so we started talking to our players about uh, just you know, it's nice to be recognized, but again, you know, we haven't done anything yet. You know, you know, what will be as good as as uh you know the amount of work and effort that we put into the off season and so and so far like i said they've worked uh, exceptionally well and it's been a it's been a great off season and and uh, now it's time to find out where we stand utah football head coach kyle whittingham with us on byu sports nation what uh is your specific message to your team as you deal with this first time expectation of winning the pac-12 as what what kind of things are you saying to them on a regular basis 
well, being able to handle success, I think that's key. And, you know, it's it's uh, harder to stay on top than it is to get to the top. And, you know, right now we're on the top of the South Division at least. But but uh, you got to be able to handle that and not uh, think you've arrived and you've got all the answers because there's a lot of work to be done. I mean, we, we haven't, uh, you know, had a chance to get to the Rose Bowl yet or, or win the entire Pac-12. And so there's, there's a lot of things that we haven't accomplished. We just took a step in the right direction last season. But uh, that's all it was is one step, and we need to uh, focus on taking that next step. Coach, are you telling me that you don't have all of the answers right now? I am far from having all the answers. Yeah. I may be the furthest guy in the country from having all the answers. Yeah. Uh, health always important for every team, and last year was unique in that uh, both teams were playing guys that weren't the starting quarterbacks, weren't the starting running backs, uh, yet this is the first game of the season. How do you feel about the health of your team going into game one? Pretty good. You always get some bumps and bruises along the way in fall camp, and, and hopefully we'll have uh, just about all of those healed up uh, by game time. We've still got some guys that are a little bit uh, limited, but but uh, for the most part, we're coming into the season relatively healthy. We uh, had very few serious injuries, and and uh, I don't know if you can ever avoid them completely. You know, I don't think there's ever been a, a fall that I can remember, at least, where you go into the season without anybody banged up, and so it's it's pretty typical of, of this time of year, but, but like I said, we've been fortunate it with the, the you know the real serious injuries and and uh, you know knock on wood uh, being able to avoid those coach with eight consecutive wins against BYU understandably there's this rhetoric developing of a significant talent gap between Utah and a team like BYU how do you view a conversation like that well all I know is every year is very competitive most every year it seems to come down to the last you know series of plays or the last play in some cases and so um, I think you know whatever disparities or discrepancies between the two programs and it's gone back and forth through the years you can pretty much throw those out the window when it comes to this game because uh you're going to get the best out of both teams and and uh this rivalry has a a strange way of equalizing everything and making it a, a battle from start to finish who or what from BYU sticks out to you well you know the uh you know the quarterback the young quarterback is obviously uh, a promising uh player and and did some really good things last year and and uh you know and against us you know the thing that i keep telling our team is he he ran the ball effectively against us and we got to try to get that uh solved this year because he ran for you know a bunch of yards and made some key first downs with his runs and so we've got to try do a better job of keeping him in the pocket and, and not letting him escape but but uh, and then they got you know very physical offensive line you know they're 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 big and strong up front so they, they got some things going for him without a doubt Andy Ludwig makes his return as your offensive coordinator. At this point in camp, what do you like about uh, the impact he's having on your team and your offense with Tyler Huntley? Well, I like everything about it as far as uh, the way the players have embraced it, the way the players have, you know, their excitement to to uh, be in the system. They they respect Andy. They they uh it just feels like uh you know they're all they're all all in and that's that's a great thing to have that's uh, you know over half the battle if you can get your players to buy in and and believe in what you're doing and and you know it's not going to be perfect especially you know early in the season i mean there's going to be some growing pains and but uh you know we're excited about anyone who's here the last time didn't want to see him leave you know we were undefeated in sugar bowl champs his last season here and and uh he had a great opportunity financially to take care of his family that we couldn't match at that point in time we were 
you know, we were not uh, in a position financially to be able to to compete with that. So uh, now that we got him back, you know, he was my first hire as a coordinator, offensive coordinator. I hope he's my last. That's that's the way that's the way I look at it. Hey, there you go. Defensively, obviously, the Utah defense has been fantastic. Lost some key pieces in Marquise Blair and Cody Barton and Chase Hansen. Yet that D line is going to be formidable. Uh, Jalen Johnson and uh, Julian Blackman, fantastic in the secondary. How do you feel about the defense overall, and especially the linebackers? Well, felt good overall. Uh, you know, you never know for sure until you line up and play somebody else. But they've been doing a good job, and in our competitive situations in practice, uh, it starts up front. Like I said, we got a very deep and talented defensive line, which, which is really the the uh, heart and soul of that defense. Um, we did lose two talented backers in Chase and Cody, you know, Chase Barton and Cody Hanson. Excuse me, Cody Barton and Chase Hanson. And so those guys are uh, leave big shoes to fill, but. We feel like uh, Francis Bernard and Devin Lloyd are well on their way to, to being as productive as those guys were. You know, if they, you know, once they get settled in, I think we got a, a good set of backers. We're a little thin. You know, we don't have a lot of depth at that position, so hopefully we can stay healthy. But, but uh, so far, so good out of those two, uh, those two starters. Coach, you've seen this rivalry swing from one end of the pendulum to the other. You played at BYU when the Cougars were the dominant team against Utah, and now Utah has won eight consecutive. What has changed in the 30, almost 40 years that you've been uh, directly involved with this rivalry game? Well, that's a good question. I think uh, uh, you know, the stating the obvious is the uh, Pac-12 affiliation, you know, be becoming a power five school i mean that opens up uh, a lot more doors recruiting wise and, and gives us a more of a national presence uh, you know our brand is is much stronger now than than we were in the mountain west conference um i think uh you know those two bcs appearances back way back in 05 the fiesta bowl and then in 09 the sugar bowl uh you know get, got us a lot of exposure and, and open doors as well but uh, i think the single biggest thing is the is the pac-12 uh conference and being a being a part of the power five conference coach it's great to talk to you again when uh when you figure out everything and have all the answers just let us know because <laughs> we, we want in on that <laughs> you'll be the first to know as soon as i get to that point so. all right thanks so much coach appreciate you having me on thanks guys okay Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Obviously, we're not going to go into the uh, injury with Zach Moss with him, but that'll be an interesting storyline going into this. And the fact that Zach Wilson's legs have the attention of the Utah defense is interesting. No one's really talking about that. Who? I thought it was just the quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Wait. Oh, did he not say his name on purpose? What? Coming up, magic happens at Disney World. What it has to do with BYU. Plus a game winner and a gold medal. Both at the pro level, courtesy of two former BYU Cougars. Details in the whip. This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guests, ESPN's Trevor Maddich and Utah head coach, former Cougar, Kyle Whittingham. Shows on demand via the podcast and the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the NFL. Other Cougars that we haven't mentioned already in the NFL over the weekend. Fred Warner had two tackles in the Niners 27-17 win over Kansas City. Daniel Sorensen in that game led the Chiefs with six tackles and a pass breakup. And in the Chargers lost to my Seahawks, Michael Davis had two tackles. Soccer. Ashley Hatch scores the game-winning goal in the Washington Spirits 2-1 win. Spirits. 
over the Orlando Pride on Saturday. Today's rise and shoutouts. For me, Jerem goes to the gold medal winning USA women's volleyball team at the Norseka Champions Cup. Helped out by former Cougar Ronnie Jones Perry. She had 11 kills and a four set win over the Dominican Republic. Nicely done, Ronnie. Copper Hills, let's go. And mine goes to Andrew Bangeter or intern Andrew as Gregor Bell calls him. At college game day, he held up uh, Y Flags, Magic Happens, which, by the way, is the new parade name. Apparently over the weekend, yep. he came out and said that, so the Austin Collie phrase turned parade. Nice job, Andrew, repping the Y in Orlando during ESPN's college game day. Our question of the day, which one factor gives you the most confidence that BYU will beat Utah on Thursday? Our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, and on Twitter, at It's a Faux Hammer. The overall progress of the offense, grimy 2.0 behind this offensive line and Wilson's swag, also talent, will be the difference. I believe this year BYU has the offense to complement the defense. Okay, let's Hashtag go. beat Utah. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem. I am Spencer. Shout out to Andrew George. And stay tuned for the season debut of Coordinator's Corner with Greg Rebell. It's next. Online BYU Sports Nation is out for now.